And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, December 22nd, uh, except we are live. We're this live. Is How About Them Celtics live. Uh, we've been doing more live streams. I think this is the third one we've done. We've been trying to do one twice a week on either Sunday or Monday. And then I believe Wednesday, no, Thursday or Friday uh, is the other one. Twice a week, depending on which day the Celtics don't play. Uh, talking to chat on off days. We got the regulars in here, you know, Landon, John, uh, Birkin, all, all, all the guys, all the. Uh, the nice chatters out here, but um, yeah, we're not all of the lives are going to be podcasts on the audio uh, forums and not, you know, all the podcasts are going to be lives, et cetera, et cetera. But um, since this is a nice little lineup in our, our podcast recording calendar, we're going to make the live, the podcast, it might be slightly different flow. We kind of talk to the chat, we kind of free form it. Um, but this is your promo, I suppose, to tap into the live stream. Uh, come join us over on the YouTube. If you are solely an audio listener, listener excuse me you'll get the full experience we watched some clips uh the first stream we did we watched some jared sollinger highlights because they were funny we'll break down uh celtics uh clips etc based on what the chat wants to see so if you don't watch on youtube you're not subscribed on youtube make sure to head over to how about them celtics on youtube catch these live streams come interact with us come talk uh and yeah that's why the show might feel a little different today but just you know cross promoting letting you know where else you can find us uh so yeah live we are we are live right now waiting for the youtube chat facebook twitter all over the place you can We're stumble everywhere. in here and find your way to listen to us talk about stuff we'll be we here everywhere uh i mean the chat's not in here yet but we can get talking since this is a podcast as well anyways uh celtics right. not not too hot not uh <laughs> not exactly doing too well at the moment they've lost five out of their last six and uh, as you hear the background music come on, which is an a- ambient part. Is that the right use of the word of our live streams? I think uh, so. I-, I think I use that correctly. But Celtics have lost five out of their last six. Probably should have lost six out of their last six if it wasn't for a miraculous comeback after a Lakers miraculous comeback of their own and some Jason Tatum heroics. But they've lost three in a row at home, which I know Sam is devastated about. Have they worn the home whites in any of those games, Sam? Nope. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Ever since they started screwing around with the jerseys, they've been playing bad. They went out west, wore home whites three times in a row. They got away with the first one, got punked in Golden State the second time, didn't learn their lesson, went out to L.A., lost, took off the home whites, won, came home, did not wear them once, and lost all three times. It's really not rocket science, people. Nike's out here screwing the Celtics. I don't really know what else to tell you. It's it's very simple. It's a franchise built on tradition. Why are you throwing a wrench into things? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You were <laughs> doing a great job to start the season. It reflected mm-hmm. in the play. And then then you try and get creative, and there it goes, right out the window. Five out of six, right in the, lo- the loss column. Disaster. It, an interesting choice. Definitely an interesting choice for the Celtics. I mean... They've just looked like they've kind of thrown effort out the window almost like especially in that first half against the Pacers. I was there uh, with my girlfriend. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, watching the game at home felt the same way. You could just tell that they weren't fully engaged the way they should be. I mean, they turned around the second half, but at that point it was way too late. 
I, it was just kind of a mess. Landon Lakes, Legend Landon in the chat. No smart, no win. That was a big takeaway a lot of people had. Marcus Smart wasn't there. Malcolm Brogdon really struggled against the Pacers. Peyton Pritchard really struggled against the Pacers. Derek White really struggled against the Pacers. Jalen Brown really struggled against Pacers, which we can get into because I'm going to go on my rant about that uh, a little later in the stream once we get some more people in here. Um yeah, they really miss Marcus Smart. I don't want to say that's the only reason they lost because there were a lot of other issues that they they dealt with. But they only played like they were uh, brain dead for twenty four minutes. <laughs> yeah, now that's that's the main takeaway I had for the first half. It, it was rough, man. Like they, they were slow to every offensive rebound. They were turning the ball over. They were lazy and on offense. It, it was ugly. Landon, <laughs> D.Y. My lord. Hey, all I'll say is, uh, Jimmy J, who's not in the chat quite yet. His Derek White take is slowly turning into uh, unfortunate reality. Although Derek White is very, very good uh, in every other aspect outside of shooting. He is in the worst shooting slump right now, which I think I mentioned this on a podcast. J.J. Redick, he went on J.J. Redick's podcast, and J.J. Redick said, if Derek White goes on a shooting slump now, you know who to blame. And uh, oh boy, <laughs> has he gone on a shooting slump. It's It's been ugly. I'll tell you what, Jimmy J, very wrong. He said if they trade smart, White would play better, and so would Brogdon because they'd have bigger roles. Yeah. And, and and there <laughs> they were on Friday, not Friday, Wednesday, just not playing well, selling, giving up the game, you name it. I guess Brogdon was okay, but he had some moments in there that made you shake He your was head. not great. The points he, were there. But the box Brogdon. score tells you he was okay, but your your eye test will say otherwise. Brogdon has been turning the ball over so, so, so much this season. It's, like, obscene. Like, it was really apparent against the Pacers. Like, with Brogdon, it's a lot of live ball turnovers, too. Like, just bad pass, fumbling it, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know. Like, how many is he averaging? He has to be putting up a career eye in turnovers. I'll, I'll double check here. Um, this season, he's averaging 1.9. It's not a career high, but compared to the minutes, it is a lot more than usual. Like, per 36, um it would be tied for a career high in turnovers. So it, it's, I don't know. He, he's been fine. He's been red hot shooting the ball, but I think his hot shooting earlier in the season uh, and yeah, short layups, the, the layups for the Celtics too, we can get into, but for, for Brogdon, I think his, his red hot three point shooting was kind of masking some of the ball handling and, and playmaking errors he was making. But now that the shooting's kind of gone away, it's, it's, it's less effective. At least Derek White is the defense. Derek White's been one of the best, like best guard defenders in the league this year. It's been great. Um, Brogdon, maybe not as much. Uh, Landon talking about layups here. I know Chris Forsberg put out a stat, which I can look up about the Celtics shooting in the paint last night. It was not good, um, especially in the first half. <laughs> they missed alert, a ton no. of layups. They looked scared driving on Turner. They were actually trying to go to the basket, which I think is a step in the right direction because you don't see him do that a whole lot. But the amount of layups and easy chances they missed yesterday was far too high. Even ones that weren't really contested were rolling right off the rim. It wasn't like they were really taking tough layups because they weren't. It, it just solely was, maybe it was bad luck yesterday. You saw in the second half, it kind of got corrected. Tatum specifically really played a lot better, of course. Like that was the big story out of the game. But he was getting easy layups. He was working on the offensive end to get better shots. And I think the rest of the team would really benefit from following suit on that. It wasn't forced. Every shot he took in that second half was a shot that he was comfortable with. It, it wasn't hard for the Celtics for the first time in forever to score the basketball. After two weeks of watching them have to earn every single basket, it was nice for 24 minutes despite the loss to see 
just easy, free-flowing ball movement, good shot selection. It looked nice in the second half. And this is an awfully happy way for me to start this show, despite them getting slapped around for 24 minutes yesterday. I was going to say, very positive for me, Sam. The first half was inexcusable. Again, the missed layups, brutal. It's not here. 16 of 36 within four feet. They it's missed more shots than they made within four feet. That's that's horrific. Uh, in the paint, they shot 25 of 57, uh, 43% in the paint. It, like, just awful uh, in the paint. And the three-point shooting wasn't there either, in case you're wondering. They were getting some decent looks, and they just weren't falling. But, like, just nothing was going for the Celtics. And there's really no ball movement. Like, Keith said it. That was our short today. Keith said it on our last podcast with them. Um, they're just not moving the ball well. It, it feels like every time they miss a shot, they kind of just revert pa- back to, you know, okay, you know, Brown, go get us a shot. Tatum, go get us a shot. Like, do something. And, they panic. In the sec- yeah, exactly. And in the second half, like you said, it kind of worked because Tatum was just getting to his spots and taking good shots. But um, And the offense turned around a little. Sam Hauser knocked well, down a couple so threes, which was nice to see. It but it, it was just, it wasn't the, the zippy ball movement you want to see that you saw earlier in the season. It, it's unfortunately different. Well, yeah. the second half was better to me. It, it was not... Yes. The typical Celtics panic when the ball doesn't go in. It was the ball doesn't go in. They hustle to get another possession, and they were converting the second chances pretty well. I don't think Tatum missed yeah, in the same spot. And yeah. an offensive Rob board. was he, excellent. Even Derek White was really hustling on those offensive boards. Like he's not making shots, but he's still working Hauser hard too. Hauser's Hauser, a great rebounder. Hauser had a good game. He was a, a team low plus minus though. I was looking at the yeah, box I, score that today. was wild. That didn't me. make any sense to me. <laughs> not at all. I thought he played well. But yeah, I think you, you really did see a lot of positives. We can go back to the first half because it was the opposite. They were giving up on every single play. Once they got down 20 plus, you were seeing guys just stand around as Indiana cut to the basket, got easy dunks. You saw that. Well, you were part of it. The just crowd standing booed. around. Did you boo, Jack? I didn't boo. I laughed. Shame uh, on you. You should have booed. That, well, that was the most deserved boo I've seen in a long time. Like, and Tatum said it after the game. He said yeah. he deserved it. My, my thing him. is. My least favorite part of it is the ball watching on the rebounds. Like Malcolm Brogdon, I noticed specifically, it's definitely the whole team, but I noticed Brogdon, like there was one player, remember Brogdon contested a shot out and like he, he ran out of bounds on the contest. And then he just kind of watched the shot go up from out of bounds. And then the rebound went exactly to the quarter man who he was just like contesting. It's like the, the little things like the Celtics are watching the balls come off the glass on the offensive like I, i'm saying it incorrectly but they, they're just they're ball watching and allowing they're ball watching to grab offensive rebounds and the only players not ball watching seem to be sam hauser and robert williams and a little bit of Derek white the, the proper there. question is you ask you know next time you're media jack and say say you go to a game as media and you see a performance mm-hmm. like you saw in the first half you say hey how much you pay for those seats on the floor tonight because you were just sitting there watching <laughs> That's what I say. I say we got Ben in the chat for us where the C's are at. A smart absence is as bad as a Tatum or Brown absence. If the issue is one of mentality, smart needs to be there to overcome it. I agree. I think him and Horford are huge from a mentality standpoint. Um, I think white is capable of helping in that regard, but he's not as vocal, not nearly as vocal. Um, You really feel it when smart isn't in the game. Uh, and isn't playing because the ball movement's gone. The intensity is gone. He, he's the one guy that you can count on to hustle. He, the thing that annoys me a lot is Jalen Brown is a great rebounder. And when he tries to rebound, he grabs like double digit rebounds. Yeah, but when he yesterday. doesn't, yeah, exactly. But when he doesn't, he just stands there, <laughs> right? Like it, it frustrates me that like if Peyton Pritchard ball watches, 
I can kind of stomach it because I know he's not going to rebound anyways. Not that he does because he doesn't. <laughs> Peyton Pritchard fights for rebounds. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't expect him to get rebounds. When Jalen Brown ball watches, it frustrates me because I know he can get rebounds, right? Like, like he's fully yeah. capable of grabbing rebounds. And I, I'm not like targeting Jalen get Brown in that it sense, Strong, yeah. athletic, can jump out the gym and grab those boards. For sure. Jalen Brown needs to be active on the glass. If he's down there, he should not be ball watching. Especially with and he's the way, been good. But especially with the way he's been playing offensively. And, and we don't, we can still wait because I know you're owed a victory lap. And I'll tease exactly. it on Twitter when we start getting close to it because – People were being very mean to Jack this week. I searched uh, Celtics yeah, I on, I want to say Wednesday morning, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because I was looking for something to write about. And the first thing I see is the guy Green Runs Deep calling Jack a little oh, bitch. I know. It was, it was not, you know him. I, I've talked to him before when I I'd internship for an Instagram page. What the word? And I've like done Instagram lives with him. Like I've talked to him. Like I, he knows who I am. He well, that's, should that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I was like, whoa. All right. He just goes, uh, "F you, Jack," but obviously saying the the word, uh, "you little little bitch." Like I'm just not nice. I, I didn't even see it until uncalled for. I didn't even see it until another uh, a guy who interned for that like Instagram page texted me. <clears throat> he was like, uh. <laughs> Let me read it because it was funny the interaction. Well, I was um, gonna reply and defend you, but then I didn't want to make you look even more like a little bit. Nah, so I didn't that's do right. it. One of my buddies defended <laughs> me on one of his accounts. He he texted me, uh let's see. I saw GRD retweeted it the article. Because my, my buddy texted me the link to the article. He goes, Oh, this article is great. I said, Thank you. I appreciate it. Got a lot of slander on Twitter. He goes, I saw GRD retweeted it, lol. I said, Oh, my response was, Oh, did he? That's dope. And then he goes, Yeah, dot 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 cool and then he just sent me what it was and i didn't realize it was him uh cussing me jack out. and would like to know if uh <laughs> he should defend you uh no ben, no ben saying that's on brand enough <laughs> to take it personally this is a safe space for jack Jan landon asking what jack's take was jack we can talk about it we can, we talk can about get it into it uh but jack wrote an article i'll lead into it talking about Jalen brown breaking down his I'll struggles as of late and um you know, Jack really went into it and said he's been playing fine. He's looking like he's going to be an All NBA player. But if he wants to be the best he can be, he needs to fix these things he's doing wrong. And Jack yeah. went down. He pulled clips. He put a lot of effort into it. My favorite response Jack got, he told me about, was somebody called him lazy. Now, when Jack pulls up this article, you're going to be able to see there is no way a lazy person could write this article. It's <laughs> a novel. My uh, the lazy comment got me. This is a two thousand word article, and someone called me lazy. And another somebody else told me like something along the lines of "There's no evidence to your claims" or something. And then another guy responded to me, and I like they, he said this guy's probably had this written forever, <clears throat> and then just waited till the Celtics were struggling. And my response was yes, I I waited forever. I my time machine's working out great because I pulled clips from yesterday, right? Like I'm, I was like what? And he goes, oh, I didn't realize there was an article. I was just referring to the tweet. I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> You're just yelling at me for no reason. Um, excuse me. Jackin, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, <clears throat> thank you very much. And yeah, Ben, I, I've learned not to take things seriously. If I, I, the one thing I, I did a master's program in sports communication. The one thing I like. Don't worry about it. I pulled away from it. I had a professor, John Rook, who's the um, he's the in-house voice of the Patriots. So he's, he's cool. He's a cool dude. <clears throat> His one thing was he used to respond to like hate messages on Facebook with his articles and like start a conversation with those people. So my one thing has been to like 
I, I like respond to the negative comments and have a discussion because usually they're just like baseless. And then once you actually say something, they'll actually provide an explanation. And like, <clears throat> it, it's a nice back and forth. I appreciate it. But anyways, this article I wrote, especially for the audio listeners, I'm showing the article on YouTube, but I'll, I'll provide context regardless. This is just another plug to go check out How About Them Celtics on YouTube. <clears throat> uh, titled it Tale of, Tale of Two Jalen Browns. Shout out editor Bill. He, he changed the title for me. Much more catchy, much better. Uh, title um, what was the original <laughs> title something like jalen brown it was jalen brown's elite scoring can no longer cover cover for his you know mistakes or issues or something like that but tale of two ta- jalen brown saves much better the title. day exactly, exactly i am not gifted with titles either though it's tough especially like this type of title uh tagline the celtics all-stars put up some great counting stats but a deeper dive reveals a world of problems um <clears throat> which i stand by a, lo- a lot of people got on me for saying a world of problems he's gonna be an all-nba player it doesn't mean he's not like have a like having issues like he's having very clear problems uh <clears throat> i opened up i talked about how and you can read this article on celtics blog uh again tale of two jalen browns I opened up talking about how he's been great. He's going to be, he's a top 20 player in the league. He's an all-star. He's a shoe in to make the all-star team. Um, <clears throat> when he's hot, he's hot. But when he's not, he hurts the way the team plays on both sides of the court. And again, and, I, and this I is where back. Jack's historic dislike of Jalen Brown comes out. This is not the first time all right, he has all right. dragged the man's name. <laughs> he's done it plenty of time. And the people of Twitter finally have had enough. They, a- after you, you, uh, you know, breeze through this, you should go through some of your favorite replies on Twitter. <laughs> Okay, I can do that for sure. So my first point was, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is not a fast break. So a lot of people got on me for this saying, I'd rather have Jalen Brown attack the paint than kick it out for a three, but not on this specific play. I'll show you here. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown driving it in. up. Sam Hauser. Two defenders in the paint. Sam Hauser absolutely wide open in the corner, not even close to contested. He's slumping in December, but I don't care. If Sam Hauser isn't open in the corner, and Jalen Brown is trying to attack the paint with two magic defenders, even if they're subpar defenders. I you take the same Hauser three. It's just the smarter shot, right? And instead, he draws a foul, so he he like gets bailed out a little, but like he, he was never going to score that. I disagree with you here. Why? I I think he made the correct play. Why? I'm, because I'm starting to really get sick of seeing the Celtics screw up on fast breaks now. You could argue that being this that aggressive, well. they're in the bonus. Sure. Okay, very good, very good point by Karen. Thank you, Karen. But yes, I'm getting sick and tired of seeing the Celtics screw up on fast breaks. Now, this is not something that was, you know, as prominent when you put this out. This was before the Pacers game, but last night against the Pacers, they looked absolutely lost on the fast mm-hmm. break. To me, they still had 21 fast break points. They still put up numbers, especially in the second half. But they made a few mistakes throughout the game on the break that could have cost them. You saw them miss layups and things like that. But yeah. I, I'm really sick of them being indecisive on the break. If Brown's mm-hmm. going to put his head down and go to the basket like this and draw a foul, that's fine. All season, he's been pretty good around the rim as well. I trust him on these drives. That's one thing at the beginning of the season that we were all excited about was his ability mm-hmm. to get to the cup. Now on this particular play, it's not as easy for him. There's two defenders there and it wasn't clean. He got fouled obviously, but there was a few plays last night where they settled for threes on the break and I wanted to rip my hair out. So, so I'm really just saying sick and tired of threes in situations that you don't necessarily have to shoot it through in this situation you have, it could go either way because of the openness of Hauser, his traditional reliability from out there. 
it's understandable. But me personally, I prefer that he take the layup. I understand that. Um, and Karen is right. Karen makes a great point in the chat here. They're in the bonus and isn't transition one of his best attributes. Absolutely. Right. <clears throat> Jalen Brown in transition, getting to the hoop is great. You take that most of the time. This is less me complaining about the specific play, um, which I guess I could have done a better job of explaining, you know, in my 2000 word essay. <laughs> but um, the main point I'm trying to emphasize here is Jalen Brown's tendency to try to do it himself rather than make the right play. Right. Like in, in this very specific context, sure, you can be happy with that play. However, I'll counter with if he didn't get the foul call, we're all yelling at him. Am I wrong? If if he doesn't draw that foul call, that is a terrible decision. Well, he gets he gets fouled though. It's I not know, I'm it, saying... that one that follows us about getting the foul call drawn and actually being hacked. Because, like, yeah, I guess if they don't blow the whistle, it looks bad, but like he gets Anthony he? hits him. Anthony hits him right there. Push them. All right, sure. My Push point them. is, He's if he gets them. nothing out of that, then this is we're looking at a completely different thing. Anyways, this leads into my next example of Brown making the wrong offensive decision and trying to do it himself. You look at this play, Malcolm Brogdon gets to the cup, makes a ridiculous pass, by the way. Shout out Malcolm Brogdon here for getting the ball to Brown. With a seven-foot-tall bowl ball on him, Brown doesn't even look to make an extra pass. Bobo gets there, gets a, I, I would argue, a very good contest there. Yep. Meanwhile, he's in the corner and Derek White is at the wing. Derek White oh. is on the wing, absolutely wide open, not a magic defender in sight. In fairness and, to you, Jack, people getting upset about this, years and years ago, and, and throughout the years, really, this mm -hmm. is a play that if Marcus Smart was Jalen Brown, he would kick people it. would have been irate because he didn't make the extra pass. Exactly. And now he would kick it this year. He's been kicking those. Yes. Agree. And again, I'm going to emphasize again, now that there's some more people in the chat, I do not dislike Jalen Brown, but he has objectively that, not that's up in the air. good. Okay. <laughs> he has objectively not been good over the past, you know, however losing streak the Celtics have been on. He, <clears throat> anyways. Yes. And D white has been cold and Sam Hauser has been cold, but, and I allude to this later in the article, if you abandon the offensive game plan, then you get into this isolation basketball style that the Celtics played early in 2021. That was just objectively like terrible like it was just did not work and so i'd rather them play the right offense and deal and fight through a shooting slump than play the wrong way because <clears throat> what will happen in turn is if the celtics decide to abandon their offense and go iso then those shooters are never even going to have a chance to break out of their shooting slump they're never even going to have a chance to take those open shots still because the stars are effectively the trust going to, thing <clears throat> i don't know you have to trust the your focus teammates. is unfairly on brown the whole team has been bad Sure, the whole team has been bad, but Brown's issues, again, and if you want to talk about the passing being more of a team issue, I guess they've been bad, but Jalen Brown specifically has historically not made the right pass. He's historically I, I think tried both to do sides things himself. are right here. I think Ben has a good point, but, I mean, obviously, you put 2,000 words together, Jack. You're on to something. You're not just spewing. You're not just hammering the keys. And here, if you want to, you know, circle back to the Pacers game from yesterday, if he gives them anything they win that game. yeah and if he, he gives he, them literally anything they complete the comeback yep yep uh here's another play jalen brown's been really good from the mid-range this year <clears throat> so uh on this play again watch on youtube he gets in the middle of the floor he takes a at the fadeaway mid-range at the fit uh the free throw line elbow um <clears throat> 
my point is he could have kicked it to Brogdon here, who could have kicked it to Grant, who could have kept the offense moving, probably gotten a better shot. Instead, he takes a fadeaway mid-range uh, over, <laughs> excuse me, I can't see that, it's Paolo Bancaro, I believe, um, with around 13 seconds left on the shot clock. Not a bad shot, but is it the best shot you could have gotten in a game when you're down by seven in the third quarter? And we discussed Pro- Probably this. not, yes. We <laughs> went into again, this the last pod or the last pregame I believe we so. together. The problem here is the shot clock. This for Brown is not a bad shot because he's been really, really good from the mid range. We talked about mm-hmm. it in one of our shorts that he may be the best mid range shooter in the league right now. He's, I think I, I go into that stat in a second. Le- legitimately yep. might be, mm-hmm. but because there's 13 seconds on the shot clock, you're not even halfway in. There's so much extra time to work to get a better shot. I believe we also determined that he would had missed his last two shots. So this is not a heat check. There's plenty of time to work the ball around and get a better shot. Yeah. And speaking of the mid-range stats, I get into that here. He's been shooting 56% for mid-range this season, right? Out of the 115 players in the league who have taken at least 30 mid-range shots, that's fourth in the league. Debbie However, the league. I'll be in there. I know. I remember. I think that was one of our, our shorts we used. Um, the big thing for me is in this regard, the Celtics started off red hot from three and then they slumped. Jalen Brown's been a solid mid-range shooter throughout his career, especially in recent years. But this is like far beyond the peak he's ever reached, right? And so if you're going from the perspective of, if you're going to think, oh, the Celtics are shooting really hot, they're going to, you know, they're going to cool off. You have to apply the same logic to like other things, right? Jalen Brown shooting 56% from mid-range would be great. If he could do that for the whole season, I'll eat my words. (laughs) But the more likely scenario is water finds its level, (laughs) right? So taking these shots instead of continuing the offensive flow and keeping up the movement, I believe hurts the team, right? Like, like you can make an extra pass. And again, Jalen has been making these shots, but going back to the point I'm making of, he just too often, he tries to do it himself and it it works out. Like the stat says 56% of the time, more often than not, because he's a good shooter and a good player, but abandoning the offense is just how you get back to that stagnant offensive ISO ball that they played in 2021, which again, objectively doesn't work. I think out of all the things we've talked about so far, that's the number one issue is he's Mm -hmm. somewhat sticking out from the offense, which is supposed to be fluid. The ball is supposed to be popping around and shots like these, though they've been efficient and he's been really, really good at them. Despite being cold lately, he's still been able to knock down mid range at a high clip. It's not helping the rest of the team get out of a slump because the ball's stopping the flows messed up and it's helping them or not helping them, but causing them to panic more. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Um, the next section I had was turnovers, which I would argue might even That's be the worst part. <laughs> might be the worst. Uh, my whole thing here, my opening sentence outside of his shot selection and apparent reluctance to make the extra pass again, stand by it. Brown has also been struggling with turnovers. Again. <laughs> it's an issue that, you know, happened in the playoffs a lot. <laughs> and now, it's happening again. I wrote this after the two games against Orlando. So this doesn't include the Pacers game, but in the last five games before the Pacers game, which if you can pull up the stat, please do. I don't know how many he had against Pacers. He had four. I think he had four against Pacers. So that means in the last uh, six games, he's had 24 turnovers, which is not great, (laughs) which is not very good for a game. Um, Let's see. Uh, Reading the chat here quickly before I get into this. Karen saying, don't y'all hate the fact that he wants to play make and want him to only finish. Which one is it? You want him to pass now? I do want him to pass. I think that that was the whole point I was saying. Um, 
I hate the fact that he wants to play make. I, I, I understand. You said last five, Jack. Uh, last six now with the last Pacers six. game included. Um, it, it's it's tough because Jalen Brown game. is twenty four. Yes, total. exactly. Um, I understand the the. I don't. It's not a paradox. It's like the uh, the the conflict here that Karen's saying. Um, Jalen is not a good passer. He's just obje- he's just not because of the turnovers, which we'll get into. But he also doesn't make the right pass, which is it, it, it's a weird conundrum because it, it's you want him to make the simple ones. Like all the passes I outlined are so simple, right? Like making the extra pass to the corner to Sam Hauser, making the extra pass to Derek White at the wing. Um, it's a gray area. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, kind of. No, uh, it is. I, I disagreed with the first one. I thought he should have kept it and he should have went to the line or finished at the cup on the break. But I'm talking about the situa- passing, though. I like know. Harry- but, okay. but you said it, the first one, you thought he should have kicked to Hauser. I disagreed. I think he was right to take the layup. But I've disagreed or agreed for the most part saying there were okay. passes to be made in these clips. So I, I, I understand. Just think it's, it's a fluid thing. It's gray area. Yeah. It's not I, the same every time. I understand the conundrum of me saying – Jalen needs to make the extra pass. And then me coming back and saying Jalen's not a good passer, but most of the turnovers I outline are either him putting himself in a bad, we'll get to it, but putting himself in a bad position where he has to make a pass that is just not smart or just losing the ball, which again, we'll get into those turnovers here. Um, This play against the magic Jalen Brown gets the ball with 17 seconds left in the shot clock 16 now, but a, a lot of time left in the shot clock. He drives past Franz Wagner into three Magic defenders and just kind of loses the ball, right? Um, he doesn't even really get past Franz Wagner at all. Like, at this point, when Franz lands, I'd rather him maybe just, like, I guess kick it to Brogdon. Like, he puts himself in a position where he's just in no man's land. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he was going nowhere with this. Mo Wagner was covering the paint. Robert Williams wasn't spacing enough. And if you want to get mad at Rob for not going down to the dunker spot and giving Jalen more space, it's partly on him too, but Jalen gets into a position where he can't do anything. And then he just kind of fumbles. Mind you, this was Rob's first game back or is this Sunday? First or second. I'm not sure which one it was, but um, (laughs) this is a trend. Uh, Here's another one of Jalen trying to handle the ball and failing. Is he rushing because there's five seconds left? Sure. But losing the ball here is just a case of him, like, losing the ball. Like, just not being a good dribbler. I don't know if he's looking at the basket because he's panicking or what happens, but he loses the handle, passes the ball uh, through the legs to Terrence Ross. Right. Uh, Another rushed handle here. Mark Fultz moves into the steal. Again, this is in the fast break. So, if he's rushing, sure. But in the fast break, it... He gets the ball back after a Marco Fultz tip. Sorry, I got worried that that was what I was referring to, but it's not. Brown gets the ball back, dribbles. If you want to call this one a scramble, I'll, I'll give you that one. But again, his handle has just been bad. And <laughs> I go into it here. Do these turnovers look familiar? These are three clips from Jalen Brown in the playoffs. Dribbles into Miami's defense, gets yeah. stripped. Going I was about to no bring play. that up. The, yep. It's the same thing that really plagued him in the playoffs last season. Mm-hmm against the heat especially again. in the finals dribbles past Caleb martin that doesn't does it get tipped or does he just kind of gets tipped a little but he he dribbles into a crowd of heat defenders like where where was he going here Karen was he gonna kick it out to Derek white a lot of his turnovers were travels yes they're not a loose ball he has been absolutely 
in the sights of the officials mm-hmm. for travels lately. It's a great point. He has, but uh, the whole league has, but he mm-hmm. he has been getting it lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then another one against the the Warriors. This is what I was talking about, where he puts himself in a bad position. He drives on Draymond Green, gets into the paint, kind of jumps, and then throws the ball to nobody uh, in the middle of the floor, stolen by Gary Payton. He's he's travels, yes, but just over the course of his career, he is notorious for turning the ball over on drives and as adam taylor likes to point out flawed stat or not his assist to turnover ratio i think is one to one which is not very good (laughs) i had somebody spoiler alert before we go to the replies on twitter i had somebody on twitter saying tatum turns the ball over statistically like at a higher rate than jalen brown this is like targeting which is just not true jalen brown has more turnovers per game than jason tatum in less minutes played so it's just objectively wrong but sure okay twitter um (laughs) but Karen is right. He has been called for a lot of travels lately, but I'm, like historically speaking, he has just not been very good driving into crowds, uh, not been very good at doing it and also not been very good at avoiding it and just not doing it. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's what I was pointing out here. The well, I think there's been rough. plenty of times he's had success getting through crowds too, especially this season, especially at the beginning. That was sure. one of the things that excited me at first. Cause I was like, wow, He's getting to the basket at ease. He's not getting stopped. And he then they reverted back to ISO ball and it went back to the way it was. I think eventually Jalen Brown is going to be just fine. And I think you agree. That's how you preface the article. Again, you just said yes. right now there's a lot of right issues going rough. on as the Celtics are in a skid where he's struggling and it, it's, it's showing real it's bad. Right the now. team. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll look at it too. Cause I, I obviously, Jack and saying every turnover is a minus in the assist column. Um, you know, let me let me look at this real quick because I think it'll support my argument even more. Jalen Brown had a couple very bad turnovers in the Pacers game. <laughs> he had a few. Excuse me. Very, I mean, you can have a field day with that Pacers game. He he was just bad. <laughs> that might have been I, his worst game of the season. Hey, he proved me a little bit right. And Jack was I, in the I crowd looking the down from the loge with a <laughs> smug look on his face as he said, "I was absolutely right." And all those this Jalen Brown turnover is rough. This one was bad. Jalen Brown just not getting out of bounds on the inbounds and giving the ball away. Guys <laughs> do that all the time. Well, guys pick their foot up. Jalen Brown just they, this. This is foot. a hardo call. This, this is no, the rule. Them's the rules. Them's the rules. <laughs> That's the rules. But hardo call, and then minutes later, Tatum drives the basket, clotheslined. No yes. call. The, not only close you have to call this though you can't his, not call this <laughs> yeah you can no you can't his yes, foot can. is in bounds if he doesn't call this we would have never noticed all right anyways uh, i'm telling you right now you wouldn't notice that uh, now this year in the nba they've been a lot more strict yeah okay Jaylen on this Brown, play Jalen drives into traffic tries to kick to the corner i just, believe it gets deflected as it he does get pass. deflected but still again it my issue is less you know, oh, it got stolen. That's not his fault. My thing is, where are you going? Right? Like, like the drive is going nowhere, and it forces you to make a bad pass. Karen saying These he also turnovers. got an offensive foul on the Pacers the next play, getting the ball back. I, I'm not, like, taking away from, like, I understand. And if I could write an article that talked about all the good and bad of Jalen Brown, I would do it. But this article was about the things that have been going bad, right? Like, like I had some people on Twitter, like, why, why didn't you talk about this and this and this? I'm not going to write a 5,000 word article. I wrote an article about a specific topic that I think has been a problem. Like, and I'm not targeting you, Karen. I've just been, I've been hearing it on Twitter all week. I'll I'll tell you what, (laughs) these turnovers more than anything to me, epitomize Boston's inability to cope with missed shots. And when things don't go their way, 
because mm-hmm. you saw it just become an avalanche against the Pacers. These turnovers Jack's showing on the screen are great examples, whether it's <laughs> him being one. lazy, getting out of bounds, sure. him driving into the paint and throwing it away. It's all just building on top mm-hmm. of everything. It, it just it all came at once yesterday. I you, don't Jared. remember him being horrible in the second half, at least in that sense. Mm-hmm. But in the first half, it was just not pretty. Jalen on the inbounds was just lazy. Like, and you can say that's a hard call, but like, just pick your foot up, right? I mean, it's, like, it's the correct call. But and if, again, I another would love to see how many times here. it's not called in the NBA. Another inbound mistake here. And I, this is half Tatum's fault, half Brown's fault. But like, they just kind of don't. It's laziness. Pacers get a three bucket. Exactly. That's part of the and, avalanche. Tatum's fault too. Um, this one is what I was referring to. Like, just objectively a bad pass. He threw it five feet over Tatum's head at a very crucial point in the game, uh, losing the ball. But anyways, let's get back to the the article that I was getting slandered for. Uh, hello in the chat. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. And again, if you're listening on audio platforms, make sure to check out the video. Uh, we're talking about a Jalen Brown article I wrote for Celtics blog. <clears throat> Next one um, is defense. And you can argue the offense stuff all day. These are pretty inexcusable mistakes, I would think. This play, example against the Magic, excuse me, Jalen Brown guarding the corner, Markel Fultz in the corner, Jalen Brown ball watching, Markel Fultz goes just right behind them for an easy layup at the cup. Uh, any defense? Like, play play devil's advocate for me. Is there so, anything you can say? <laughs> well, no, and I actually was really going to harp on this one. These kind of mistakes right here are the real issue with the Celtics right now because Please. these are the kind of things that are in their control. Does it suck that all these shots are hitting the rim and bouncing out and you're you're really seeing the percentages drop? Absolutely. Does it hurt them? Absolutely. But you have to be able to control the things you can actually control. You can't always control if the ball's going to go in. You can control if you get good shots, which for the most part, the stats would tell you they do, even though your eyes might tell you differently. And you can control how hard you work and how great of defense you play. That That's Agreed. really it. And, and if you're and- just standing there and getting beat on the cut, it happened against Orlando. It happened against the Pacers, and it helped both those teams who are subpar. The Pacers better than the Magic, and the Pacers a big surprise this year. Credit to them. Get an upper hand on the Celtics and beat them on their home floor. That's yes. very bad. You I can agree. complain about a shooting slope all you want, but at the end of the day, it comes to the things they can control. That's what mm-hmm. made them so great last year is because they were so locked in the defensive end. They could have an off night shooting and they could turn the other team over, get out in transition and create points that way. And they're just not doing that right now. You saw it in the second half. That's why it was so exciting. You still see the transition game needs work because they missed a ton of chances there. You had one where it was Pritchard missed the layup. Brown misses the tip. Halliburton comes down his three to put them up eight. I mean, and that's off a of Rob swat off the glass Mm -hmm. i mean if they score there the roof comes off the place they're within three i'm sorry yeah within three Mm -hmm. you need to be able to ice off those possessions that's what you need to take care of i don't care i mean i really hate them taking a ton of threes as much as the next guy i really do but the stats really you can't argue with it the quality of the shots is good they're always open they just haven't been knocking them down you can't control that you can't Mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't fall these are the things you can control. And so that's a great job pointing that out. Thank you. And a big thing is, <laughs> excuse me, 
here's here's the thing I've been hearing a lot on Twitter. Again, not to pick on you, Karen, but these are things I've been hearing. One backdoor cut, maybe even two from JB, got the Pacers a 20-point lead. Uh, is the problem with the article. Um, I'm confused. I'm sorry. What's the... I'm getting ringing in my ears from a call, but um, I'm kind of confused. Are you saying this is a good point I made, or are you are you criticizing the point that I made? Uh, I think she's trying to say this isn't the entire root of the team's issues. It's not all okay. his fault, which is true. It's not all Jalen Brown's fault. You've seen the effort, and it, and it however, rolls off, and it goes to the other guys on the team, and you see them quit and give up when shots don't fall, however, calls don't go their way. You see more of this. I need to make this point. Karen's saying it's, I'm him. saying it's more than him, and I pointed this out. Brown is consistently getting beat by simple cuts. Every player makes mental mistakes, but Brown is making the exact same mental mistake over and over. I understand there are a lot of people, you're blaming it all on him. I'm not blaming it all on him. I'm pointing out the flaws because they've been extremely present with him specifically. And the point is, my thing is, Jalen is consistently getting beat this way. It's not just everybody's getting beat this way and I cherry pick Jalen. Here it is against the Thunder. You see this, Jack. (laughs) Excuse me. Jack, an article has nothing to do with one Mm -hmm. game. It's the body of work over a couple weeks. Exactly. And look it. Let me know if this looks familiar. Jalen Brown guarding the corner. Josh Giddy in the corner. Jalen uh, ball watching the top of the key. Somebody drives a little. Josh Giddy free lane. Exact same play as Markel Fultz. And if that's not enough, let's look at this. Sacramento Kings. Jalen Brown once again guarding the corner. I believe that's Casey Okpala in the corner. Jalen Brown, for some reason, goes towards the top. He doesn't even pay attention to his man. Easy backdoor cut. It's been a consistent issue. It happened against the Pacers again. He's just been a bad off-ball defender this year objectively it's just it's happened over and over and like i said every player makes mental mistakes it happens but the fact that it's happening over and over and over again is the problem and yes the celtics are playing lazy as a whole but jalen brown's uh perhaps jalen is having a bad couple of weeks due to reasons we don't know possible but that doesn't mean like as the media i'm getting like as somebody covering the team i'm not gonna say oh we we don't know the full extent you know sorry jalen like one or two backdoor cuts is not going to lose an entire game. It's less of, it's just his backdoor cut. Like you're just, it's free, free points. Like you, that's just not good defense, right? Like you can say, Oh, like that, this is essentially saying, Oh, the Celtics can take a few defensive possessions off, which like doesn't make sense in my opinion. I don't know about you, Sam, but I like, that's just, it's been a mistake he's been making all season. I just think this article is less about the team's success and it's how Jalen Brown can go to the next level. And sure. and I yeah. think that's kind of it's tough to see from an outside perspective, but really at the end of the day, that's what it is because he's having a tremendous season despite all these flaws that are accurate for the mm-hmm. most part. And you can you can argue that you nitpicked and you went in, you found clips that sure. back your points, but that's what anyone's gonna do. You find stats, you find evidence that supports whatever your angle is. That's what you do when you write. So mm-hmm. It's just part of it. it. It's tough, but he he can be better. He can be better. A lot of these guys can be better. The thing that bugs me. That's just what you wrote is, about. That's all. The thing that bugs me more than anything is the same Celtics fans who will be so quick to call the team bad and complain when they're losing are the same fans to get mad at you when you criticize them. Like that, that's, that's the part that bugs me. Like the same people on Twitter saying, oh, the Celtics suck. This is a problem. Trade everybody are the same people who chat, you know, when somebody writes an article about, oh, these are the mistakes, they'll get mad at you saying, well, this is the reason they're going to leave. Like a lot of people told me you are the reason Jalen Brown is going to leave Boston, which is just like, it's a high honor. 
<laughs> I was like, I don't think he cares that much about me. And like, like I said, like Chat, the media is there to they deserve to be booed yesterday. Let us know. They I'm absolutely deserve to be booed against Pacers. No, we want to look at you, some of the chat. Tweets? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Let's see. Let's check I think my. They, uh... they should absolutely have been booed. They played horrible. The effort wasn't there all around. They really let missed shots get to them. They let calls that didn't go their way get to them. It's just what we've seen over the last two weeks, ever since they started dancing around in Phoenix. Yep, Landon says absolutely. Karen says without a doubt. Great. You guys are right. They should have been booed. Let's see. Uh, this was the thing that I saw. This is GRD, by the way, who just cussed me out on Twitter. Not very nice. <laughs> Got a bunch of likes. No. Uh, someone saying, dude probably wrote this article a while back and just waited for a slump to post it, LOL. And I said, yes, the time machine really came through. And then he said, oh, I didn't see there was an article. And I was just like all right <laughs> like that's cool you didn't see there was an article yeah linked i don't i don't know what's happening uh one of the somebody put a uh the classic you know crop out your profile picture and post it on the timeline you know they're, they're the just classic. jealous because you're very handsome i've had somebody exactly. do that to me before and my picture looks really good well the old one yeah the they, one they just like too. to me i mean legend out here making oh i'm not sharing my screen hold up uh i'll share the screen again <clears throat> excuse me um yeah somebody decided to reply to this with my tweet i tweeted out the article still not up. excuse oh, me i know I'm, I'm, I'm getting there i'm getting there i'm getting there tweeted out the article someone decided to reply with just a big old picture of my face uh making fun of me i mean beast right here what a <laughs> mountain of a man what a legend <clears throat> getting mad at me with the um, 89 followers. <laughs> Funny. I don't feel like arguing any, anymore. Looking for the positive vibes in his bio. And then he... All right. Uh, love that. This <laughs> love is a, that. a bearded man with a hat on that looks like mm. a perhaps hey, white Beetlejuice. We're, we're not going to make fun of anybody. I'm actually I am. here for the positivity. No, <laughs> Jack. Jack can... Um, I, I will defend Jack. <laughs> Let's see. Somebody commenting on a separate piece saying I was responsible for yesterday's garbage article. Uh, very nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very nice. This has to be an all-time trash take. Somebody calling me a clown and I don't actually watch. Definitely considering I could find all the clips. Love it. Um, somebody being very nice. Uh, this is a very insightful assessment of Jalen Games. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to like that because they're very nice to me. Someone just called me a bitch. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> trying to figure out who signed off on this. You're pathetic uh awesome wow you're pretty dumb did you get called um, racist <laughs> no i didn't wow what about luke cornett's deficiencies or peyton's or even sam hauser's uh maybe maybe that's calling you racist maybe that one right there <laughs> maybe that one's it um <clears throat> let's see give this a read very interesting oh this is my boy this is the guy who sent me the the grd piece oh, okay. um, uh let's see let's <laughs> not like Jack called him tiny hands brown cough poppy manning Hey, that's very <laughs> Jalen Brown has had a good statistical season. He's scoring well, but he's been bad with turnovers. His defense has been subpar <laughs> more so this year than any other year. Um, and just he's not taking the step as a playmaker that Jason Tatum did. And again, if this is what Jalen Brown is a, as a player, he's a phenomenal player. He's an all-star player, all-star players, an all-NBA player. But this version of Jalen Brown can't be the 1A on a team, and a lot of people think he can be. And if he develops that, that passing, I agree with cuts you. down the turnovers, if he gets back to that defense, then he can be. Again, this is just me pointing out, these are things he's been missing. And the last line of my article was, Jalen's ce uh, ceiling is extremely high, but he needs to sweep up the floor first, as in he needs to fix the issues Very before he can reach line. the ceiling. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that was my. That's all I was trying to say. I'll say this: the the whole one A conversation is a huge takeaway from these last couple weeks to me, because Mm -hmm. this team right now so far this season has struggled without Tatum. Now, that is going to happen when your superstar, your best player, is not on the floor. You're going to play worse, but more now than ever, you've really seen it. Just look at the Pacers game yesterday. They go on a big run to get it to 15, right? Just like Chris Paul hitting the huge three to cut it to 42. But really, Tatum sits out after having a monster third quarter. They waste three or four minutes at the beginning of the fourth, don't really get anywhere. And then he comes in and they come up short. It just, it's true. Last season, you saw Brown play a lot better as the the guy when he was out there with the rest. And it's not happening right now. You've got it here. James saying Jalen lacks real on-court awareness to ever be a 1A. I understand that. Karen pointing out playmaker Tatum didn't show up till February and had a bad December last year as well. I agree. Tatum, you know, took a while to develop as a playmaker. He, excuse me, he he struggled in the early portions of the year. Marcus Mark called him out to pass more. And then J- Jason Tatum figured out how to pass. Um, and Jalen Brown just hasn't done that yet. And he's been in the year, year excuse me, in the league a year longer. Um, and he just hasn't figured out how to be that playmaker. His assists have kind of flattened out. He's averaging 3.5 for the last three seasons. Meanwhile, Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum's are slowly inclining. Uh, plus, Jason Tatum is not turning the ball over as much. Put it that I'll way. tell you what, though. Uh, Karen makes Birkin a great saying, point for positivity. What? It is only December. <laughs> There's it still December. four more months before these games Absolutely. really, really start to matter. Does but I'm, I'm not going to start. Absolutely, it does. I'm not going to not write articles until February. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah. We're, we're you not going to write not... articles, baby. <laughs> you got to be um, pumping out the words. And getting people fired up online. That's what you got to do. Get the clips. Birkin saying, I want a similar article when Jason is having issues on the floor as well, Jack. If Jason Tatum starts turning the ball over an obscene amount, um, not passing, et cetera, et cetera, doing all this stuff, I will write it. I wrote something similar uh, about the whole team's issues uh, not playing the right way. But I, no one picked up on that because it wasn't about a specific player. I wrote an article for Celtics blog talking about how the Celtics, um, excuse me, in the Lakers game, just went back to their iso ball ways um i had clips i believe jason i had some from jalen too but like i I talked about how the whole team just kind of turned to those guys and made them do something and that's why they fell apart um so there is that uh pragod calling the pacers win there's something else i was gonna say that i can't you're the suns guy right yeah, Good on you. You, beat, guy. you beat the crap on the Lakers. By the way, did you? Well, you obviously saw. I think I sent it to you. It was Pat Bev celebrating the two small on yes. Chris Paul. <laughs> Not only is that great because they were down so many points, but Chris Paul like wasn't even near him. Like if you go back and you go to Worldwide Wobs Twitter, mm-hmm. it he does a great job. He breaks it down. He's like he pauses it. He goes Pat Bev. Then he pauses. He goes Chris Paul, and it shows Chris Paul like six feet away from pat bev when he shoots the floater and then it it shows pat bev do the two small celebration and uh, then it pans to the scoreboard exactly i sorry to cut back i just need to show some love to my man james who encapsulated my the entire point of what i've been saying in one comment when jalen's incredible shot making isn't happening his negatives jump out of the tv screen tatum has other things he does when his shot isn't there beautifully said james Beautiful. Which he really started is, to put together last season at the, at exactly. the beginning. It's, exactly. a, it's a jump that exactly players make. 100%. And Jalen just hasn't yet. Which maybe he will, maybe he won't. But right now he hasn't. And that is the reason that's been hurting the team. 
Um, and it, it's just shown up a lot more. What I was going to say as well, for those of you who dislike my negativity, I have a nice article coming out, I believe, probably tomorrow. Um, doesn't JB rebound more? I don't think he's averaging more rebounds than Jason Tatum. Lately, he's been hitting the glass hard, though. To her he point. Has been. He's had uh, he has been. double-digit rebounds in how many straight games? At least two. Uh, he's averaging 7.5 on the season. Uh, and double-digit games in a row, he's had uh, three out of the last four games. He had 15, then four, then 14, then 10. So he's been rebounding better lately. But Jason Tatum, I believe, still has the edge on him uh, <laughs> Excuse me, over the course of the season. Jalen Brown is at 7.5 a game. Uh, Jason Tatum's at 8.1 a game. Um, <clears throat> oh, him compared to himself. Oh, 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 over the years, uh, Jalen Brown. Um, yeah, his rebounding is up. He averaged 6-1 last season. He's 7-5 this season. So his rebounding is up from last year. He he's been hitting the glass more. Um, which is good, and the Celtics need it. Uh, we are trying to compare them too much. They are not twins. They exactly. This is true. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't criticize one and not. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I still. Well, also, and, and you're not doing this, Jack. But I really, 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 really hate when people compare them or or say which one's better or of course you know try and pit them against and, each other. That's just not what it's about. It's about getting there as a team. And Jimmy J saying, if they don't make the finals, you got to think about trading Brown. I don't know if that's true, but I do think if they don't make a deep playoff run, I don't know about the finals just because Milwaukee's so good. But yeah. if you're not losing to Milwaukee and you're losing to some other team, you have you have some things to think about just because you kind of went all in this year. You brought in Brogdon. Your team was supposed to build off the finals appearance last year. It's supposed to be deeper. And if you fail... It's not a good look. I don't know what My that thing, means. I'm not king blow it up. I don't like trades, but you, you have some things to think about. But I don't know if that's one of them. My thing as well is Jalen Brown is not Jason Tatum. They have different skill sets. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Jason uh, Tatum is a better passer, et cetera, et cetera. But if Jalen Brown's going to have the ball in his hands as much as he is and run the offense as much as he is and, you know, take the ball himself as much as he is, he needs to be able to make the right pass. He needs to be able to take care of the ball. Um, and those are two things he's really struggled with lately and in general. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Nets are solid. You can't write them off. Uh, the Nets have been really rat. good lately. <laughs> They've been really good lately. I will yeah, say, though, I sucks. was trying to say this. There's a lot of um, <laughs> For those of you who like positivity, I do have a Robert Williams article coming out tomorrow. So you Well, Robert that. Williams has been fantastic. <laughs> exactly. He, yes, he has he been. He's been awesome. has been someone that can make you say the Celtics training staff is back. <laughs> right they are not screwing guys over as certain parents throughout the league believe that they they did in the past mm. anthony davis's dad um they made sure he was ready to come back he looks like the guy before he tore his meniscus last april against minnesota he does not look like the guy that played in the playoffs for them he looks healthy He's got energy. He's got bounce. He's throwing down dunks. He's blocking shots. He's creating extra possessions like you saw against the Pacers. Rob looks great. And I'm starting to think it's only a matter of time before he gets in the starting lineup. I'm not really seeing any reason why he shouldn't be in there yet. Other than they're still trying to get him back up to speed with well, the Sam, offense. You can read my article tomorrow. <laughs> the, uh, Is that, well, are you agreeing with me or are you saying? Yeah, I basically said... No, I basically said it's time to unleash Robert Williams. The I, main I thing is, agree with that. The, the, Robert Williams has not played a single second with Al Horford this season. They haven't played in a game together yet. Mm. Like, they haven't been on the court together. That lineup of Smart, Tatum, Brown, Horford, Williams, uh, out of all five-man lineups that played at least 200 minutes together, which was, I think, 34 lineups, they were the best net rating. Like, 
by by a decent amount. Um, it helps your defense. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. My main thing is the offense right now is bad. It like objectively the worst in the league in December. So shift the focus, change the starting lineup to Robert Williams, and play defensively because the defense has been really good. It's been a top five defense in December. So focus there. Uh, Gobert versus Williams, Prague ad hyping up. Yeah, yeah, Gobert, <laughs> Gobert the glorified Max role player. Bomb. Shout out Jack in here. <laughs> Sam is not a Gobert fan. I told um, you. I said that guy's a role player. I can't believe, and I don't think you ever disagreed that they paid too much yeah. for him. But the amount of money. Now, I understand playing in Utah when they signed you him, have you have to pay him. But you really, really cannot be paying a dude like that that well, much money. That That I, is so limited in what he's able to do. I will say, I will say, show off, uh, excuse me, shout out Utah, though, because they got a haul. <laughs> they got no, a they lot did. of stuff for Gobert. They got a ton for him, got a ton for Mitchell, and their record shows it that they started so hot this season. Conley went down. They kind of cooled off a bit. But that team has a little bit of talent on there. They can sneak in the playoffs. I don't know where they're at right this second because that conference is so tight. But that was never – I think I even said it to you on one of our summer pods. I was like, I don't know if that Utah team's going to be too bad, and we kind of dismissed it because it sounded ridiculous at the time. But they're they're decent. They got a ton of draft picks. Minnesota hasn't looked good, so that's already looking good for them. Uh, Pragod says, waste of money, yes, but one of the best rim protectors in the league. Yeah, he's a role player. Guys. Please. Please. Is Neesmith better than D. White? Now? Please. Yes, yes, he is. Isn't it kind of funny? Please. I wrote about something like that for Harvard Houdini, not saying he was better, but just like taking a look at the guys involved in those trades. And it, it's really good to see both Neesmith and Langford playing better in, in more mm-hmm. loose roles where they have more leeway to grow and make mistakes. Because if you're on the Celtics, it's just not happening. You weren't going <laughs> to see more on a Neesmith than what you really saw from him on the Celtics. You're mm-hmm. not. That's a team that's trying to win a championship. They're competing. They're trying to get better. There's no room for somebody like Neesmith to grow. He's on the Pacers now. He's playing with somebody like Halliburton that's pinging the ball around and setting guys up. There's not a lot of pressure on him. He's able to have more of a green light. There's more room for error. Of course, he's going to play better. And it was really great to see him play well against the Celtics to an and, extent because he was out there hustling. He was doing everything we remembered him doing here. He's he's a good hustle guy. He should have a spot in the league forever. I'll say this too. Derek White has shot 0 for 12 in the last three games from three-point range, and he's still shooting better than Neesmith on the season from three. So, like, Oh, Derek like, White's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, uh, slump is one thing, but let's pump the brakes on the Neesmith is better than Derek White because that seems like a lot. I'm happy with Brogdon, though. Jimmy J. Brogdon was just not good. Like, he's been turning the ball over. Like, he scored the points, but he's, like, Brogdon was not good against the I'm loving what Jack and I say. Think there are any buyers for Levine and any puts like an infinite amount. Oh, he he didn't put an infinite (laughs) amount. He put his contracts. 37 million, 40 million, 43 million, 45 million, 48 million. Yikes. That guy sucks. And he doesn't want to play for the Bulls. (laughs) I mean, they paid him and now he's being a diva. Really? You're a bum. You made the playoffs once. (laughs) Or maybe, no, no, no. Yeah, once. He wasn't on that Minnesota team that made the playoffs. He's really not translating to winning. Can mm-hmm. he score? Can he put up stats? Yeah. He's not helping you win. It's just it's not been something that's happened throughout his career. That Chicago team on paper is okay. DeRozan is a guy that should be able to score for you down the stretch. He's one of the people I fear in a close game because he's able to get to his spots and knock down mm-hmm. shots so easy. Levine? 
he's just always been an issue. He had an issue with Boylan. Not that Boylan was a great coach, and not that everyone didn't have issues. With Boylan was awful. Boylan was terrible. But he that, was I'm one not player. I'm not no, either. No, I'm, but I'm just saying this is not the first time he's had an issue with a coach. I understand. Now he's having an issue with Billy Donovan, who I believe when he was in OKC was very well liked. He obviously was a coach in Florida. Uh, shout out PC. He played at PC. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, good luck. This this is why I don't like teams throwing money around. Look at that. That's the first year of his contract, and he's already shooting his way out of town. Really? I think if you shoot your way out of town like that, you should be penalized. <laughs> I, I truly do. Um, N- not just him. I think in general, no, Trey Young, did he sign an extension yet, or is that this year where he gets the extension? He signed. He's got he signed the extension. Now he's kind of shooting his way out of town. Doesn't that defeat the, the point the of works. all these draft rights and restricted free agency that these guys can just shoot their way out of town? Mm-hmm. If I'm the yeah. GM, I'm telling them to kick rocks. <laughs> I mean, when Bayam um, is in the draft, dude, what's the worst that happens? You tank? Actually, I don't know if they have their own pick. They very yeah, well no, cannot. No. But the, the Bulls don't have their own pick. The, the Magic own it if it's high enough. Good on them, dude. Magic? Um, good for the Magic. I like the Magic. Um, I like the Pacers. Two, two quality teams uh, in the future, at least. How about the, how about the Pacers, man? Coming into the season, Halliburton's built, dude. Halliburton is nasty. Good for him, dude. He's stupid good. Staying straight to the wrong <laughs> um, guy. There's this comment. Karen saying JT has more turnovers than Ball, uh, than Brown in the month of December. Is it getting an article? I will. I'll say this. This, this is all I'm going to say about this. Earlier, I'm I'm fairly certain you were. I like the Karen as a stat. You were. <laughs> I, I'm, again, though, I'm going to say this. You were getting mad at me for quote unquote cherry picking stuff to support me. That's exactly what we're doing here. Everybody right? like, does that, dude. Exactly. Exactly. Like, uh, Sam, tell me if I'm wrong. The eye test for me, Jalen Brown has been worse than Jason Tatum. Like, yeah. Like, eye test tells you that Jalen Brown is forcing and he's making it. Hmm. No, this isn't the right way to say it. I was going to say making it difficult for them to win. I think he's not having as much of an impact. On he's not playing success. within the flow. He's not, he's not within doing the flow what well. Tatum did yesterday. It's just not happening. He's not able to do that right now. I I don't know. You're right, Karen. I don't I don't know what to tell you anymore. I wrote the. Are you article. checking totals? Did Tatum miss time? He missed. He um, missed Deuce's birthday, but Brown might also miss time. Yeah, I don't know. Um, more Deuce's Morris birthday. You have a problem with that? No, that's a good dad. People on Twitter are upset about that. I have some friends that are upset about that. I don't get it. Hmm. I don't get why people are mad. Out of all the things to be mad about, that is not the thing to me. Hmm. I get it. I get that you're like go to work. Do your job, but in a year, Average it won't matter. Not totals. Not I, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. I saw that Jalen Brown, my eye test, that he wasn't doing very good. I looked into the clips. I looked into some of the stats, um, and I wrote an article about it. There's nothing I, worse I, than I, when you look into like, stats after your eye test tells you one thing, and the stats are like, no, you're wrong. My stats supported my argument, though. I found no, this they out, did. And like I said, you like, I, this, isn't me, this isn't me like getting upset or anything. Like, Karen, you're totally allowed to disagree with me. If you want to like call my horror, like, say I disagree with it completely, that's totally fine. Everyone, yeah, we appreciate you. Entitled to their own opinions. I appreciate you. I, I looked at December. I see you are correct. The, the I prefer not to look at December. It's been but, brutual. <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, the averages have been bad. But again, I, I was just looking at stuff that I saw on the court, pulling the clips to support that argument, and I thought the clips supported the argument, so I wrote the article. Uh, again, if you disagree, that's, that's totally fine. I, I respect that, and I understand. Um, <clears throat> I test JB is worse. He consistently misses open shooters and transition forces things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is what I was writing about. Brown has the better highlights this season. Jimmy J ready to rip Tatum. Uh, <clears throat> we got Cleveland. Some Cleveland talk in the chat. We can go to that. Pragod asking, can Cleveland make a deep run in the playoffs? I think so. I think depending on the way the standings uh, 
space out uh, or, or end up, you know, uh, happening. I think they can at least get to the second round. And if Milwaukee and Boston are on the same side of the bracket, they could probably get to the ECF. Um, and I think in a couple of years, they'll be a finals contender. I, I really like the Cavs. I think they're really good. Real pain in the ass, dude. That's a good team. They just beat Milwaukee. I think you just said that, but they, they did just beat them. They beat the Celtics twice. Mitchell's a dog, dude. He's he's one of he's those nasty, guys who's really dude. tough to play against in clutch time. He's always killed the Celtics. Dada saying we need a trade. Who you trade and what's your trade, Dada? Yeah, trade? yeah, this is our rule. This is the rule of stream. If Them's you come in rules. here calling for a trade, you have to tell us what trade you want. Um, and we'll talk about it. That's the rule. Uh, it's not me disagreeing. It's the stats disagreeing. I'm trying to be objected by the numbers. That's fine. If we if we really wanted to be objective, we can go in and watch every single Tatum turnover and watch every single Brown turnover. Most of Tatum's turnovers are either strips or, again, we'll ha- we'd have to go in and look or, you know, uh, a team cutting off a pass. Most of this, Brown's turnovers are This is one of the most educated arguments we've ever had with a chatter. Yeah, I respect it. I respect you bringing the stats. But, again, like, my thing is Tatum's turnovers, I bet if we looked at them, are, you know, a, a guy stealing the ball from him, you know, uh, I remember a Grant Williams one where Grant dropped the ball and Tatum got the turnover. Like there are a lot of things that are him playing within the flow of the offense. Um, and it's just not working out. Most of Brown's turnovers, again, my opinion from the clips I saw from the stats that I saw are him losing the ball in the paint, making a bad pass and, you know, not making the right decision. Again, it's all opinions uh, with stats to back up your opinions. I found Chat stats flinging clips. trades around. <laughs> exactly. I found cl- stats and clips to back up my opinion and you're doing the same thing. So like I said, uh, you should write um, <clears throat> JB for shy or no shot. Okay. See, they won't that. do that. Who's the better player right now? Uh, probably shy. He's, he's well. what, what's the OKC record? What's their record? Excuse me. You want to guess what, what are the thunder of the season? I think they're probably around 500, but I'm not positive. Probably a little uh, less 14 and 18. So there are four games below, which is see, I think he's doing a good job at leading that team that doesn't have a ton of talent. on. And him, he's though. efficient too, which is the big thing. If and he's clutch. Yeah, Shea Gildas, Shea Gildas Alexander. Did I say shy? My bad. Um, <laughs> Karen has had enough with you, Jack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not my biggest fan. That's all right. Uh, Pragad hey, is son. Robert Williams for Aiden. All right, Pragad. Come on now. Robert Williams for Aiden. Listen, if Suns Rob wasn't on thing, my but... team, I would want him to. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Shout out to the Suns. They beat up on the Lakers. Yes, there you go. Hell no. Hell no to Aiden. Rob is much better locker room stats. There you go. Uh, Jalen is turning over because he wants to do too much to win. He wants to impact winning. True. This is what I was seeing, and that was what I was writing about. Uh, Jimmy J saying, if JB can bring back two quality starters, I think I might do that in the summer. Give me OG and another um, something for Jalen, a starter. Jack, do you regret them not trading for Durant? <laughs> I wouldn't say regret. I, this is the, this is the mindset I said it on here. I said it everywhere. I'm not going to vouch for the trade, but if it happens, I wouldn't be upset. That, okay. That's what I said, and I stand by that. I was just curious if it changed. Excuse me. Jalen is so much better than Shea. You guys are thinking about recency bias again, presentism. This season, Shea has been better. And and we're not living in the past. That's my thing, right? Like everyone's saying recency bias. Well, yeah, because that's what's currently happening. So, like this season, I think Shea has Who's been better, better right now, Blake Griffin or Anthony Davis. Right? You know. That's a bad example. Anthony Davis is probably better all the time, but regardless. <laughs> Who, who's better right now, Blake Griffin or Derek White? Who's better, Blake Griffin or Derek White? You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. Again, I, I understand what you're saying, Birkin. Uh, at, at their peak, you know, never mind, actually. Maybe at their peak, it's still true. But, 
we, we, we don't have to get into that conversation. Um, Jalen for DeJounte and another shooter. I don't know if the Hawks are doing that. Uh, send Jalen home. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I don't know. Jimmy J is trying to sh- trade him. Uh, Shea has been better but has no pressure whatsoever. This is also very true. He does not have pressure. He is it's full very, throttle very doing whatever fair. he wants. Um, I will say I do I do respect that he's been so efficient though because usually you'll see a lot of players on bad teams like played well um, against the Celtics shoot whatever and shoot poorly. He's shooting forty nine point eight percent from the field, thirty three point three percent from three, which has tailed off a little. But I mean he's averaging thirty one five and six, so it's like it's kind of ridiculous. <clears throat> excuse me. So next excuse me. So next week when Jalen starts the ball, will you guys change your tune? Uh, sure, maybe. Like if Jalen we give credit where it's due. If Jalen starts playing better than Shy, I would. Er, we have a clip Shea, on our channel of us raving about Jalen from like two weeks yes, ago. We did like I, I think two or three weeks ago, maybe a month. Like monster season, Jalen Brown, and then this slump happened. And you, you cover what's happening. Like we're, we're, I'm yeah, we're not yeah. taking away from what he's doing. You just cover what's happening. <laughs> you have to. So. You have to talk about it. It's part of the job and the profession and the field. James saying Shea is good as the number one uh, with the defense is focused on him. JB hasn't been that great as the number one. True, true. Um, again, lack of pressure, et cetera. I will also say Shea also has a lot less help around him <laughs> than Jalen does when he's out there on the floor, uh, which could be another thing. Uh, Shea, Giddy, and Chet next season, says Praga. That's going to be cold. The, the Thunder are going to be good. The Thunder, the Magic have good things going. Pistons do too, but they've kind of taken a, a slight dip off from where Pacers are what I thought be. the Pistons would be. Yeah, Pacers are fire. Pa- they're so, them, like, man. As much as you hate them, they're fine. They hit dude. on the they, draft they picks. play well. Halliburton's nasty. Uh, Matherin's nasty. Um, excuse me. Nemhard's nice. Yep. Uh, he saw Jimmy J saying Lakers gave up a huge package for AD. Could have waited. A team might do that for Brown. I guess. <laughs> excuse me. I guess. I don't know. Uh, Bergen saying Shea does not have another player like Jason Tatum next to him. I think your argument works both ways, though. Like, yes, he doesn't have somebody stealing the spotlight, but he's also been better with less. Like, Jalen Brown with not Jason Tatum on the floor is not as good as Shea with what he has in OKC and Jalen Brown has more help. Does that make sense? Well, also, like, and again, it's close. Like this isn't like worlds better, but like Jason if we're Tatum, getting down to it, Jason Tatum, not being next to Shea Gilders Alexander makes it so the defense paying attention to him at all times. Now Brown plays plenty of minutes exactly. without Jason Tatum. And he is the focal point of the defense at those times. But every time Gilders Alexander is on the floor, that's him. He's the guy. He's been he had been lighting up teams really bad. It's cooled off a little bit, but I don't know. It's definitely close. It's a fair argument. It's a good discussion. But Brown's what you got. He's fine. He's just got some work to do. That's all. He's in a slump. Was JB not good in the Washington game without Tatum? These are my my article is talking about recently. Like Jalen Brown earlier this season, like we said, we put out a video calling like praising Jalen Brown, talking about how great he was. Jay, there were there was a period of time where Jalen Brown was carrying the Celtics while Jay, Jason Tatum struggled. But recently, as the Celtics have struggled, as the Celtics have reverted back to this isolation ball, I think I'll put it this way: I think the isolation ball brings out the worst in Jalen Brown. That that that's my thing. Um, and so that's what I wrote about. Jalen Brown on the season has played well. And early in the season, like I said, there was a stretch where he's putting up monster numbers. He was this like elite scorer. Um, and that's because the rest of the team around him, like and him, he was playing within the flow of the offense. But as soon as the slump happened, he kind of reverted back to this. I'm going to do it myself mindset, which I just don't think suits his game as well uh, as the team ball does. Um, so 
I think that's where it turned out. I'm trying to look at, <clears throat> excuse me, stats right now. I want to see lineups with Jason Tatum in the rest versus lineups with Jalen Brown in the rest and see how those stats Dude, look looking because, at lineups on you know, NBA.com is so tough. Yeah. Am I doing <laughs> it wrong? Thing. I just look at it and I'm like, this is far too much for me. I'm like, this is a lot. This is a lot to go through. Yeah, as you're saying, I'm, I'm that, like I'm a struggling. kid. I need the training wheels. Like I, I was looking at the uh, the duos mm-hmm. today. I was like, all right, like let's look at Minnesota. They're coming to town tomorrow. Yeah, this is and too I, hard. I found, I found <laughs> this a too little hard. something. I found a little something. Not What'd that it's find? a discovery, but Minnesota's offensive rating on the season one twelve. When it's Gobert and Cat on the floor, significantly worse. Six points worse. One hundred six. Something to keep your eyes on tomorrow when the Wolves are in town. I know Anthony Edwards has been really great. Who they're better with? Sorry, I missed what you said. When when Towns and Gobert are on the floor together, their offense takes a dip big time. I think Towns is hurt. Is T- Carthons back? Oh, there you go. There's just egg on my face. <laughs> Next yeah, time pretty... they play him, this will be relevant. Maybe he's back? Let me... Excuse me, let me know what I didn't up. know. He... I didn't know he was hurt if he is. Yeah, he's out four to six weeks. That was Good. November 20, 29th. <laughs> so maybe he's, he's inching Very towards good. the turn. <laughs> well, the uh, I I abandoned ready. looking at the lineup. So it was too hard. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't read it like Sam was. I would be it would take too much time out of the podcast. <laughs> Again, uh, Bergen talking about ten year window. I love Jalen Brown. I think he could be the perfect player next to Jason Tatum. And hell, he's been the, a great player next to Jason Tatum. He's taken the, they've been to the finals. They've been to multiple Eastern Conference finals. I was just writing an article based on observations that I was seeing over the past stretch of games for the Celtics. I thought Jalen Brown wasn't as good as he can be on defense, wasn't as good as he can be on offense. He was making some subpar decisions, in my opinion. I found the clips. I found the stats to back it up, and I wrote it into an article. Uh, and a lot of people didn't like it, but I, I wrote it, and I, I stand with it. Uh, Dada, I would like you to find me the evidence that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can't coexist, um, considering they we have a band. Have, yeah. <laughs> like, the, like, they're both alpha players. They've been to the NBA Finals, duh, duh. So I'd like to hear the argument that they can't coexist when they've they've been done to what? three Eastern Conference Finals. They've been to the NBA Finals. The only thing they haven't do is when it haven't do. Jesus, Sam haven't done is win a title, and that would have mm-hmm. been different if they didn't crap themselves in Game Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can so... absolutely play together. Come on, I'm so mm-hmm. sick and tired of seeing this. I'm sick and tired of people pitting them against each other. That's not what this is about. All this has been about is Jack writing an article saying Jalen Brown has struggled lately, <laughs> which is true. It's hmm. true. Since the team has been bad, he has not been great. When the team was Jimmy playing J. great, he was much better. Why Why do you agree? How, how do you agree that they can't coexist when they've done all they've done together? <laughs> Excuse me. Jack and saying neither in their prime. Exactly. If Marcus Smart wasn't on the team, both Brogdon and White would play fantastic. Which How'd that they, work out yesterday? <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't get the argument. Like, do you know why they went to the finals last year? Yeah, because, because both those guys were excellent. Really, they played really well as a team and they coexisted, right? Number favorite JB is my, I, I, I you're right. I guess I, I wrote an article. Like I said, I wrote an article based on my opinion. I don't know. If that's, actually, I don't know. If it's true. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, let's see. It never flows together though. ISO players, but I what do you mean, mean it doesn't flow together? You just watched it flow together for a month and a half. You watched it like, flow together in the playoffs. One, one stretch of struggles, man. 
It's crazy. St Clay and Steph a natural combo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Both can be good. true. <laughs> sure. I I I, I just don't like I don't even know what to say. This Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been to the finals together. They've been to multiple Eastern Conference finals. They've achieved more than a lot of duos in the league, a lot of players in NBA history. Um yet yeah. Jalen and Tatum both said they have to have a conversation. They're gonna share the ball. They admit this in an interview. That yeah, and like then a they year went, ago. And then and they, then they the started finals. playing well. Jack needs to write the JT article. <laughs> I Barney can't 18 win. last night. Yeah, his box <laughs> score looks great, but he wasn't good. Yeah, he wasn't. He good. screwed Brogdon... up at crucial points of the game. He turned the ball over. He shoots better than the other players. Who's this? Brogdon. He's still talking about. Yeah, White. White's been bad shooting better than those two guys. <laughs> I, I'm. I don't even know. Yeah. Um. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown have proved that they can coexist together. Uh, championships are not the end all be all of good player, bad player. Um. <laughs> I know Sam might disagree, but Sam, if you disagree, like I think you're gonna start getting some titles. I think it, the time's coming where if you don't start winning titles, it's gonna start to be oh, a lot of chat. I mean, we we don't have to get this deep, but is is Charles Barkley ass? Like, is he bad? Was he? He's not ass. He's not as good as Jordan. He's not as good as Shaq. Of course, but we are comparing Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown now to Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal. Like, like. Let's put some perspective on this, right? Like, let's let's let's, Charles let's get in bird, here. Who we compare to him to all the time. I know you're real, and you start to see those bird comparisons fly around Sam, with Tatum, and Sam, they are starting, valid. You're starting to agree with the chat. No, I'm <laughs> not. Agree with the chat. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not agreeing with the chat. You asked me if Charles asked. I said no, but these players are better. My point is. Winning a championship versus not winning a championship doesn't make a player good versus not good. It can make them elite versus not elite, but saying Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can't coexist and they can't win together is just factually incorrect. And the only reason that we're saying it is because A, they didn't win the championship last year after going to the finals, and B, because they're on a, like a five-game skid in six games in the month of December, right? Like That's the only reason we're having these conversations. Um, but yeah. About banners, Jimmy J. All about banners. I I'm all about the banners too. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean they're not in the heading in the right direction. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're twenty. They've got work or, to do. They know. have to be better. They have to be better. Um, I right think now it's not going if, well, Jack. And if they don't year. agree to a new thing this year, then they'll have a uh, a lockout this summer or something like that. Oof. So it could nuts. kick in next year if we get one ring. Out of Pierce, KG, Allen, Tatum, and Brown, yikes. I'll put it this way. If well, those Pierce, guys KG, should have more than one. I, I, I'm going to say this, though. If Pierce, KG, and Allen lose, like, two more games in that finals, are we sitting here saying Pierce, KG, and Allen are terrible players and a failure? No. Right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, might, We might not <laughs> hold them as high. Uh, sure. But my point, thank you. Be patient. They've lost five out of six games in December and have the second-best record in the NBA. And we're talking about trade Jalen Brown like that. That should show you how like ridiculous Boston fans can be. I think I agree. Um, and this is coming from the guy who wrote an article criticizing him. That doesn't mean trade him. That doesn't mean ditch the plan or everything. People get trade happy, man. Trades are so lame. This this is not chip or bust. It's just not. He's saying it's, after this season. No, he's yes. He's talking about if they don't win a championship this season, it's championship or bust this year, this year. 
He's talking about by the end of this year, it's championship. I'm talking about after this year. He doesn't say this year. He says after. Jimmy J, do you mean if they don't win this year? Jimmy J, do you mean... Do you mean this year and next year? Or are you talking about this current season that the Celtics are in? I think within the next two seasons is reasonable, actually. I don't think it means bust per se, I but I think have... it's reasonable to expect them to get one very soon. It's time. I think they should be able to compete for one. Absolutely. It's time. I don't know. I, I understand it's time. I understand people are antsy. Losing to a great like Kobe saves them. <laughs> No, it doesn't. People all the time crap on those guys. Can, can, can I can one. I counter? Can I counter, please? Hi, me. They lost to Steph Curry, guys. Like let's breathe. Let's not act like they lost to some bums in the finals, please. They lost to one of the top ten greatest players in a lot of people's eyes, like of all time, right? Like it's not like they lost to a bum. They didn't fucking lose to like some random ass dudes in in gym shorts. Like what? What are we doing? Please. I, I've had it. This is ridiculous. Sure, I'll give you this, Dada. JB's contract ends in two years. If that's wants to be your window, get something done by then. Sure, but saying losing to a great save Kobe Pierce, they lost to fucking Stephen Curry. I'm mad. I don't swear on this podcast. That's fucking ridiculous. They lost to a top fucking ten player of all time, and everyone's saying break them up. They're 23 and 24 at the time. What the fuck are we doing? That's ridiculous. How I'm two pissed. weeks can change things? Holy shit! This There's is ridiculous. no way the Celtics team gonna win it all this season. They might get close though. <laughs> Because of six games? I don't think so. I think they have work to do. I'm pretty sure the Suns have also lost 506. So, (laughs) by that that argument. Oh, my God. That shit annoys me, man. Has this stretch been horrible? Yeah, it's been horrible. It's been pitiful to watch. It's been a pain to write about. You name it. It's annoying. There are four months between now and the playoffs. There is plenty of time for them to get their feet under them. All right, Sam, I'm bucks. ranting again. I'm okay. ranting again. Sorry, I'm going back. A healthy box get, uh, gets to the finals. Let's be straight there. All right. Um, so if the Lakers weren't hurt, the Suns wouldn't have made the finals. If teams weren't hurt that year, the Suns wouldn't have made the finals. Back in the bubble, uh, if Bam Adebayo wasn't hurt, the Heat would have won the finals. Uh, back in 2019, if uh, Kevin Durant wasn't hurt, the Warriors would have won the finals. Let's all calm down, man. You uh, gotta, Gordon Hayward doesn't get hurt. The Sully's win the finals. In the yeah, if Gordon Hayward doesn't. Like, injuries happen. This is not an excuse. You play the way it plays, and that's how it plays out. Jim, yeah, see, I told you, Sam. Jimmy J saying if they don't win this year, okay. it's over. <laughs> no, Ridiculous. that's not true. Um, do you guys want any trades or not? I wouldn't. No. Um, <laughs> Maybe me. Pritchard. Let me let me go back. Sorry. Excuse me. I'm going back to a rant. Let's see. Dada saying they lost to the Magic and the Pacers. All right, let's take a look at the Warriors last year. <clears throat> let's see. Uh, the Warriors lost to the Charlotte Hornets on November 14th last season. Uh, they lost to the San Antonio Spurs on December 4th last season. Uh, let's see what else we got. What about the Celtics oh. last season? <laughs> yep. Uh, no, no, no. We're talking about just championships, Sam. That's uh, that's all that matters. You forget it. it you can't. Only championships matter. That Celtics okay. don't matter because they didn't go, win. Go back. Go back to the Warriors. Uh, Warriors lost to the Pacers last year on January twentieth. Uh, let's see. Hey, even getting deep into it, man. I mean, they lost to the Knicks in February. Um, that means. I mean, that they probably didn't go very far. They lost. They lost to Orlando in March, Sam. They lost to Orlando in March. They they have to be terrible, right? The the Warriors last year have to be. Oh, sorry. We got to go back one more. This year. may be the most <laughs> upset I've ever seen, Jack. We got we got to go back one more year. Hold up, guys. Hold up. Sorry, my bad. Let's go 2018-19. Uh, what is this? The Raptors. Let's, let's check the Raptors. Let's check the the Raptors schedule 2018-19. <laughs> let's, let's let's take a look here, fellas. Sh- shall shall we take a look? Raptors schedule 2018-19. Who are we losing to in December? Because this this is what matters. Um, <clears throat> ooh, they lost to Detroit in November 14th. Oh my God, they're ass. Uh, they they lost to. <laughs> Uh, pretty bad, you know, a mid-Brooklyn team dealing with injuries in December. 
That's rough. They lost to Orlando in December. They lost to San Antonio in January. <laughs> that team sucks, dude. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Stop. Cut the shit. <laughs> this is ridiculous. They lost to the Magic. Like, I'm fucking annoyed. <laughs> I'm this must so be irritated. what it feels like to be you, Jack, when I'm oh upset. Oh, my God. I'm so... This is like this is ridiculous. I write one criticizing article, and we're talking about trade people, trade this. They they're losing, they're, they're bad. Blow like <sighs> I've got I've got nothing else to say. I'm, you have I'm, nothing else to say. I, I, I like what else am I supposed to say? Because I'm wrong. Whatever comes out of my mouth, right? Objectively, I'm just incorrect. Because the Celtics losing to the Magic and the Pacers means the season over. They might as well just fucking trade Jason Tatum. Right, I, I think says trade... Jack turned into me. I agree, Jack. <laughs> I think Jack's we, mad, dude. Let him be mad. Mad Jack. Let's make trade, an appearance. Let's trade Tatum to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook in both of those picks because then we can just plan for 2027 and 2029. That that's what I'm thinking. What do we think, Chat? All right, Sam, take take it over for a couple minutes. I need to breathe. You want me to take it over? You want just, me to talk just, Celtics? Just, you want me to move on? I don't care. Say, say some shit for a couple minutes while I take a sip of water. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I need to breathe. All right. <laughs> Let's see. We'll we'll do some Celtics real quick, and then I might get into some other stuff I've written. Uh, Pragod says Celtics are a good team without a leader who has choked multiple times. Now I will say this: I can't disagree about the choking. I still am very upset about Game Four in the finals last season. We'll take it to my grave. They should have won. However, I do think they have a leader and multiple leaders on this team. I think Smart should be the captain of this team. I've talked about it many times. I've written about it multiple times. And we kind of got into it a little bit earlier in the show, talking about his leadership, talking about they missed him a lot last night when trying to maintain composure. I think he's a great leader. Horford's a great leader. And Tatum has been a really great leader over the last year or so. I'm going to cut back in quickly. Okay. Um, big three C's definitely had more heart. 2012 Celtics took the heat to game seven. They lost though. So that actually doesn't matter. Remember? So anyway, sorry. Continue, Sam. Cheers. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, keep talking. That doesn't matter. They didn't win. So it doesn't matter. I don't know if you're mad at me or the chat. I'm not mad at you. I don't think, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think I'm that extreme when it comes to no, no. my standards. You're not. You're not. I'm not mad at you. I'm, I'm okay. frustrated in general. <laughs> Aren't you annoyed of falling short for the last six years? Jimmy J, <laughs> listen. <clears throat> listen, Jimmy J. Um, <sighs> falling short the last six years, aren't you frustrated? Six years ago, <clears throat> Jason Tatum was not in the NBA. Celtics fall short. Frustrating. 2017, 2018, Jimmy J against the Cavs when they went to game seven and not when they had Isaiah Thomas. Especially when we know we are better. Last year was the first season that I can objectively say the Celtics were probably the best team in the playoffs. Every year after that, there's a serious argument. You can argue it, <laughs> right? But you're telling me in the 2020-21 playoffs when they lost to the Nets in the first round, they the were Celtics nuts. were the better team, right? You can like you're telling me that the Jason Tatum rookie year team in the finals going up against the Cavs and then would have had to go up against the Warriors that they were the better team. They were not the better team in that. I think in I think in the bubble I think in the bubble, they could have won. In the bubble, they had a chance to be the better team, right? But the Heat beat them. They, the, they you played also the Lakers argue, really, really well that season. And that Heat team had no business beating the Celtics, but they did. Mm-hmm. You, people forget before that Ananobi shot went in, the Celtics were the title favorites. They were steamrolling everybody. They just swept Philly. They were two games up on Toronto. They were a half second away from being Lupe Rio. 
Lupe gets it. Jimmy, are you upset that Tatum took the day off against Orlando? I'm curious. Yeah, are you upset Jimmy, that he are you hit? mad that Jason Tatum's a father? Lupe says they should have won with Isaiah. They had a chance. It would have been fun. The team really it's wasn't just... deep enough. <laughs> just she's kidding. Their team, team was a lot of fun though. They were. Um, don't you think trade packages come from that type of article? He wrote JB's Karen. I get paid to write thoughts about the Celtics. I'm sorry you disagreed with it. I, like, I, there's nothing I can say that can convince you. Uh, and there's nothing you can say for me to take back what I said because I wrote it and I, I backed it with stuff that I believe. I don't think that, either side's like, wrong. I think <laughs> sure, that's fine. Thoughts I think there's both valid points. <clears throat> Heedles may be the best big three ever. Oh, I mean, if we're just doing it off championships, that's objectively not true, right? Because that's all that matters. Well, right, Jimmy big Day? three Celtics have three. <clears throat> yeah, well. Bird. I mean, Russell's got 11. Well, Steph, Clay, and Dre have four. So and They have four. And that that's the only measurement that matters, right? He said versus Cavs versus he versus Warriors. I, I kind of think they choked against Miami and they choked against Golden State. I don't think they really – I don't know, man. They should have beat the Cavs too. I think Jimmy J is kind of right in those situations. I think they should have won all three of those seasons, a season series. But the Cavs by far is the least bad of the three. That you can argue they were still young and you know there was all kinds of stuff, but they were up three to two. They were up in Cleveland, they were up in game seven in Boston. They kind of should have won. Doesn't mean they were gonna beat the Warriors against Miami. I think they should have won that series in the bubble. I think they could have beat the Lakers in the bubble, and I wholeheartedly agree that they should have beat the Warriors last year. They should not have blown that game four. That was a disaster, and it was very upsetting to me. Still is mm-hmm. still very upsetting to think about, to talk about. It's one of the reasons I get upset that they chuck threes all the time. Mm. Oh, it makes me very upset. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Everyone picked the C's, Cavs, after game three. Jeff Green True. killed us. <clears throat> sure. Jimmy J is right. right about that. Yeah. Jimmy, right. J and they... are, Jimmy J and I are somewhat aligned on our, our views on the past. Now, about right. the present, I don't know if I agree with him. Game. But I, I think with those with those things, I think he's kind of right. I think they should have won all three of those series. You're right. Rookie Jason Tatum lost to LeBron James in the playoffs. Just fucking trade him at this point. It's like, just get him out. Get him I don't think they should trade him. I just think they should have won. They should have won those series. They should have won all three of those series. I think the Cavs loss is the... Going back and doing this is like going back and saying the Celtics should win every game ever because oh, this is, they are this always is, bad. This is straight this will put you in a straitjacket. You're absolutely <laughs> right. This is the stupidest conversation I think I've ever had. This, this type of conversation is ridiculous. It, it's almost as bad as, and again, not to pick on you, God, but saying, well, if Chris Middleton was there, the Bucks obviously would have won. No fucking shit. Like, sure, maybe they would have won. Well, but I don't like, know if that's <laughs> no shit. I think that's, it's definitely No, a no, not series. no shit they would have won. No shit, it would have been different. But like, I've played this. How many times have I played this game? How many times have I played the game one of let's go back and look at every single championship ever won in the history of ever and see which players got injured. Let's see. Mm. Oh, oh, George Mikan actually won here, but you you forgot that Bob, you forgot that Bob, uh, Bob Smith got actually got hurt in game four of George Mikan's fourth ring. So he actually shouldn't have won. So if you do revisionist history, then this, this is why you actually play the game. This may be the most mad Jack's ever been. This is why you fucking play basketball instead of just going by stats. If you go by stats, the Warriors would have eight rings. The Celtics would have won that year Gordon Hayward got first night. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. 
I'm getting ready to wrap it up. I'm, 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 I'm losing my Landon mind. Landon says next subject. All right, Landon. You know what? This one's specifically for Landon. I was, I was doing this today, and I said Landon will definitely love this. I hope the next, uh, the rest of the channels will love this. So today, today I was in the drive-through at Dunkin', and uh, it is the holiday season. Now, in the holiday season, people are in the mood to give. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Jack, but sometimes you go through the Dunkin' drive-thru. I've done and people, this. And people will pay for you. I've people done will it. pay for you. And and the theme is to pay it forward. Yep. Now, yeah. I personally am not big on gifts in general. <laughs> I think gifts are an annoying obligation depending on who it's for. There are definitely people in your life that are gift-worthy. Not everybody is gift worthy. Mm-hmm. Now, you are going through the Dunkin' drive through Jack, and you get to the window, and the person says, your meal's been paid for. What you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to do is say, oh, okay, I'll pay for the person after me. Yes. That's what is, they want you to do. It's socially acceptable. Now, here's the problem. Oh, no. I was paid for today. Yep. And I said, how much, how much is the person after me? And their meal was more than I would have paid for myself. Yep. This is a problem. You That's how it you, works. Th- no, no, this should not be out. I just didn't pay. You said, oh, never mind. Yeah, I said, no. <laughs> they don't, first of all, the person behind me doesn't know. Mm. This is the problem with gifts. Unless it's for somebody you truly, truly are close with and you know what to get them, it's not worth it. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yeah, Jimmy, I'm with Karen here. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. You're supposed to be nice and pay it back. Come on. No, no. No, no. <laughs> See, I've had this happen I'm, to me. I'm out on that. Out I was in the that. car with I was in the car with my girlfriend Zoe. She got a coffee. Uh they get up to the line, they said they paid for you. Um the guy behind uh, the person behind me was like twenty bucks order. You still pay it. You just pay. That's no, like no. the <clears throat> that's the nice thing. You want to know the worst part, Sam, that you're gonna disagree. I'm I've been the person before who started the chain. Like I'll just offer to do it. I'll pay for my own and then oh, I'll also no, pay. No. See, <laughs> now you're behind. really the worst. Because <laughs> wait, no, how does that make me the, the worst? The, see, I think there's nothing wrong with doing it to be nice, but when it becomes an obligatory thing, that's when it's a problem. Okay. I, I understand what you're saying. I disagree with what you're saying. But yeah, see. Allie gets it. Karma, follow through. Come on, just yeah. Karma will follow you through the sellers of lost five. It's not like it's happening every time. So when it does happen, I think when, when did you pay the twenty dollars, Jack? I want to know. Zoe was in town recently, so this couldn't have been long ago. Oh no, it was a while ago. We've been dating for almost two years, so it was. It was well, I don't know. I, I thought it was now. I thought this was recent. no, no. This was um over the summer, maybe. I think okay. this was a while ago. So um, I am out out on the pay it forward. <laughs> I'm out on the tipping. I went and I got it. I talked about this last time. I kind of complained oh. about this. this See, you're going to get mad at me again because I have a story. Um, there's this Duncan in my town. It's awful. There's like, Sam didn't ask for this burden. It's, exactly it's true. I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask. I didn't ask for somebody to pay for me. So I have to spend more <laughs> money on somebody else. I'm out on that. There is a, the Duncan, one of my Duncans in this town. There's a couple of workers who are, let's just say less than kind, kind of rude, you know, a little, a little attitude oh, yeah. but there's this one guy who's super cool he's very nice always very nice always greets you you know very pleasant uh and so one time 
uh, I was I wanted to tip, but I didn't have anything. All I had was a twenty in my wallet, and I just I just gave him the twenty. That's <laughs> fine. I, I know. I, oh, no. you're not against that? I thought you were against no, tipping. You're a regular at this Dunkin'. Yes. <laughs> yes, I go there often. Yes. You're a regular. These are people you see all the time. This guy has earned that tip, okay. right? Yeah, you said he's he's above the rest. He's nice. Tip him. He fine. Fine. I, when I go to my local shop and I go in there five times a week and I see these people all the time, I tip them every day. But don't stick, don't stick the stupid card reader out the the drive through window at me. That's a bit much. And say <laughs> there you. is a question on. First of all, they they say there's a question on here. We all know what the question is. <laughs> see, the, my Starbucks is very straightforward. They say it, it'll ask you if you want to leave a tip. And oh, they, they don't do that. They say there's a question. That's, on here. that's a little bit scummy. That's so you're trying to pretend like you don't know what the thing says. They didn't tell you that you have no idea what this is asking. I hit no tip. I I have gotten confident enough. Show the money. Show the money. Mm. What money? <laughs> I'm out on the tips. Out on the tips. Mm-hmm. I said it last time. Back back when I was doing TV, these people were making more money than I was. I'm not tipping you. You could spit <laughs> on me. I'd say thank you because you you're looking down at me in my plebeian paycheck. I mean, <laughs> come on, man! Like these uh, people make so much money off the tips. I've heard I've heard segments on the radio where they talk about this, and people call in and say like they make so much more money because of this tip thing because people feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, dipping into the chat to defend Marcus real quick, Marcus. Jimmy J in the chat saying Marcus Smart coming off the bench in 2017-18 behind Rozier. Interesting, but now we say he is good, uh, too good to play behind Brogdon. Well, Jimmy J, I'll raise you. Marcus Smart coming off the bench behind Rozier that year, not like barring the obvious, you know, progression that we we can just leave out of the equation for the sake of this. Uh, did the Celtics make it farther with Smart coming off the bench, or did they make it the farthest uh, with this core with him starting? Thoughts? I also will say this. <laughs> Brad Stevens was the coach of that team. Brad Stevens has always been a big believer in the philosophy of keep your rotations as stable as you can. So throughout that season, Kyrie Irving was the starting point guard in the Celtics. Marcus Smart obviously is going to be the backup to him. Come playoff time, you put Rozier in that starting role. Marcus maintains his bench role. And Rozier works as a scorer in the starting lineup as Kyrie Irving did. Mm -hmm. That is Brad Stevens maintaining his roles that's why you saw peyton pritchard start the other day missoula saw Tremont waters too. start a bunch of times yeah like, you know what i'm saying you see all these players but yeah <laughs> um anything else you want to bring up quick or we can we can uh we can save some of these other things i guess mm-hmm. we we've got an hour right. and a half we've done a yeah, very good stream for you guys we've had a very fun. great chat we should shout out the people. Karen was very great very informative Legends. very Thank informed the in the chat very informed chatter Jimmy Appreciate J was you. a chatter. Yeah. Uh, Landon was in the chat as, as always. always. Praga, the Suns fan, thanks you. Thank you for listening to some. Yeah, Celtics thanks fans. for coming and hanging out with us just to, to chat. You're not even saw this guy, man. You're just chatting. Ali, with us. We appreciate that. Ali, Ali, tapping in late. Thank you, Lupe. Always here. Appreciate you. <clears throat> let's go up. Let's make sure I don't miss anybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Jackin was here for a little bit. Birkin, mm-hmm. obviously the regulars. Duh, duh, in the chat out here. Uh, talking, chatting. There's somebody else. I missed somebody. I know some. There was somebody else too, but I can't remember. Um, excuse me. Looking. A lot back, of chatters today. Good. Lots chat. of chatters today. Who am I forgetting? There was somebody. I, I remember you, James. 
James Edwards, Beast, thank you for stopping by. Karen, you do not have to apologize. We appreciate no, the conversation. No, no, no. Don't apologize. Hey, Karen, I'll tell you this. Hearing you provide arguments and playing devil's advocate and pushing for your opinion is much better than someone going on Twitter and just saying, fuck you, which I, I got a decent amount. So I could appreciate well, People were not that. kind to Jack this week. I, I felt no. bad for him. It's the season of giving. It's it's when you're supposed to really make people feel good about themselves and, Shout out ben and make too. them pay more there. money for your Dunkin' Order than they would pay for yours. And people are being very mean to Jack. Yes. No. No. I I, I am very hard to offend. Um, and even when I do get angry, I'm not like, like, it, I'm not yeah like take it out. Like even Jimmy J saying stuff I disagree with. Like you're you're obviously entitled to your own opinion. I have a head on my shoulders and I can understand that. So, uh, anyways, uh, I believe that about wraps it up. This is obviously like we said going out as an audio podcast as well. Uh, so yeah, I think that'll do it. Thank you for tuning in to the live stream. We appreciate y'all. Uh, it's been a hard December for all of us. Alex fans, Karen. It has. Right. <laughs> it has. This is very true, Karen. Tough December. Hey, I will say, I'm not going to say it erases at all, but if the Celtics can take home a win against the Bucks on Christmas Day, I'd feel a lot better. I'd feel pretty good. I'll tell you what, I am happy to beat the Lakers. Out of all the games for them <laughs> to win, that was the one I probably wanted. That was a good one to win. So good on them. Good on them that for beating the Lakers. Um... But yeah, we appreciate y'all. Lupe with the clovers in the chat. Fist bumps as we exit out of here, and I'll let Sam wrap it up since, again, this is going to go on the audio feed. So, Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. Uh, if you watch live with us on the stream, we really appreciate it. It's really great when people come out and hang out with us. It's it's a lot of fun to engage with you guys in the chat. Karen was great. She gave us a lot of content throughout. Um, I also want to say, if you were late to the stream and you missed some of it, go back and watch it. We did an hour and 40 minutes on it today. It was really good. A lot of fun. Uh, enjoy the holidays, right? You got the big Happy holidays weekend. Yes. If you're celebrating Hanukkah right now, enjoy it. If you celebrate Festivus, a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> Celtics might get a Festivus article tomorrow. I don't know. Who knows what I'm doing, right? Um, But if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to us at How About Them Celtics. We're putting out podcasts twice a week, doing streams Ideally, twice a week. I don't know if we're doing another one till Wednesday in this fashion. I think pregame's happening tomorrow. But in this fashion, I don't think we're doing a Monday stream. Maybe we will. Not sure. Um, but subscribe. Leave likes. Leave comments. We always appreciate it. If you are not on YouTube, you can follow us on the streaming services, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Anchor. Doesn't matter. Follow. Get the pods right to your streaming provider. You can leave a review, five stars. Tell us we're nice and handsome. You can do that on YouTube as well. Um, you can follow us on social media at How About Them Seas, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. How About Them Celtics on Facebook? It's there. You can get streams and pregames there. You can get our shorts there. Facebook's really great for us. Um, you can follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA on Twitter. If you want to be mad at him online, you can tag him there and say <laughs> mean things about him. Um, you know, I really thought my, my IFB wasn't working until you just chuckled because the music's off. I was so <laughs> shook. I was like, man, like I'm adjusting this thing. It's not working, but you can follow Jack. He's doing all kinds of work. Heavy Celtics blog. He's grinding out there. You can follow me on Twitter. I complain about the jerseys they wear. I write articles for hardwood Houdini at Sam LaFrance NBA. Uh, you know, I tweet during games. So it's Jack, but that's it for us. Bye. Enjoy the holiday.